name's Sarah McCormack. My name is Brian Fury. My name is Nicola Duncan. My name is Zach Hanna. My name is Mark Ryan. I'm a mountain runner. 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 Hi, my name is Harriet and I'm a mountain runner. You're listening to Trail Running Ireland. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Time for our feature interview this week and in our last episode we talked to former Irish world champion John Lennon and we've talked to some of Ireland's most competitive and finest mountain runners over the course of the last year or so but I thought that this week it would be really nice to have a change in pace and talk to a normal trail runner, a normal guy, someone who isn't necessarily trying to win a race but nevertheless is doing something really positive for the trail and mountain running community in Ireland. Ireland and at the end of the day that's far more important than any race win. We're going to talk to the founder of Mind, Body and Mountains and I'll let the main man tell us more about it. Stephen, Stephen Warren you're very welcome to Trail Running Ireland. Thanks Owen, thanks so much for having me on and I'm looking forward to, to, to the chat with you. Thank you very much. I know a pleasure, Stephen. And I t- I just thought that it was a real lovely change in pace maybe this week to have you on because, you know, over the last couple of months, we've had people that are looking to win races, to, to qualify to run for Ireland in world and European championships. But but you're just you're just a normal guy who loves the mountains and who is trying to do something really wonderful for the, the trail running and mountain running community with your new group that you formed just before Christmas, I think, yeah. Mind, Body and Mountains. So maybe we could start off today, Stephen, by just telling us what exactly is Mind, Body and Mountains? Okay, Owen. Yeah, so you're right. Just just really kind of set it up and got it going there just before Christmas. And the idea behind Mind, Body and Mountains is to share in our own. First of all, I set, we set, I set it up on Facebook and I have it on Instagram. And the idea behind it is to uh, share our own um, stories, our own pictures, our own videos and that kind of thing online for people to see and to, you know, let people know um, how helpful sorry, being in the mountains, running in the mountains, being on the trails, et cetera, how helpful it is for your overall health and that being uh, mental health, physical health uh, and the whole, the whole thing about being out in nature um, and what it does for us, is, it's just unbelievable. And um, through my own experiences um, and my own, I suppose, tough battles with mental health problems over the years, um, I, I just thought this is an idea where I had a, a bit of a platform because of I love trail running, I love mountain running. I'm in a fantastic running club, um, and I just thought this this would be a great idea, and it's something that I think is needed um, in these really tough times. Um, and obviously, because of COVID, we haven't been able to really do events or anything like that. Um, uh, we more what we did was we said this is a marathon, not a sprint. Yeah. It's um, we're going to take our time. We're going to post the videos. We're going to post the pictures and let people have a look and, and, and judge and see for themselves if it's for them. Um, and then um, and, and the reaction has been brilliant on. Absolutely brilliant. You know, I've been looking at the video, Stephen, over the last couple of weeks. And, you know, th- there's a great sincerity and honesty and integrity about them and you're a great communicator and you, you have a good bit of crack sometimes in the videos as well so I'd encourage everybody to check it out and especially in these tough times that we're in now and Stephen I was going to ask you if you don't mind sharing with, with the with the listeners 
what was your own story that that gave you the drive, the idea, and and the the motivation to set this type of group up? Okay, yeah. So, um, look, I was always into fitness. Okay, and I think that's a big bonus. Um, I think um, wanting to keep fit, wanting to run. I, I played football for years. That was that would have been something that was always in me. Um, yeah. Wanting to to kind of set this up and and has has and, and not not the only place the idea came from but certainly a bit of a drive i had is because of my own struggles with mental health I, I wanted to give something back um and over the years i've been looking at different angles i've tried like i've done a bit of um you know volunteer work with with with, with certain uh companies and that who who promote the well-being mental health uh you know trying to reduce stigma and stuff like that and they were really really good but I just felt I had more to give and I wanted to give it on a, on a say, say I had a platform with a bit of knowledge. And because I do trail running, mountain running, it, it, I do have a bit of knowledge up there. If I don't at this stage, then Jesus, I need to do something else. But uh, I do have a bit of um, a knowledge up there and I can give something back with regards to fitness and, and my own personal experience of, of how it's helped me. So I was, um, I was diagnosed with... Um, obsessive compulsive disorder otherwise known as OCD in 2018 um, but I had about four years I reckon previous to that where it had been building it had been coming on me it had been been very much uh, a negative part of my life um, and I didn't know what what was going on I, I couldn't figure it out I had been to counseling etc and you know it was put down as just really really bad anxiety but um Obviously, not knowing what it was was very difficult because it can make you very paranoid. Um, constantly checking, you know, in, in my work life, in my home life, I was obsessively washing my hands and this kind of thing. And it, it really, oh, it really came out of nowhere. This is the thing. It came out of nowhere. And I was like, oh, my God. Like, it was driving me mad, like, you know. Yeah. Um, when I got diagnosed, it was a blessing because then I was able to get on the road to recovery. Um I was very lucky. My wife was listening to actually listened to a podcast one day and there was a lady on talking about OCD. And from that, my wife told me to check it out. And I listened to it. It was actually on the, the uh, Nikki Bourne show. I, I think it was on, on, on yeah. 2FM. And uh, this lady, was, she was an expert on OCD. It set up a, a group called OCD Ireland. and was talking about it basically on the radio. So I went and listened to the podcast and I, I just was blown away. I went, oh my God, that's so parts of it I could relate to so much right so yes. for me the recovery began then it's been being honest since 2018 um, and I know that I mentioned four years previous but since 2018 and up to maybe six months ago you know seven months ago it was unbelievably tough because I was trying to learn how to manage it I was putting up a fight it wasn't working um, and I was trying to learn how to manage uh, how OCD was kind of playing out in me. And with, a, with good work, um, with, you know, a good doctor, a really good counsellor um, and learning and, and wanting to get better. A combination of so many things, medication as well, Ona, you know, and, and that's, that, that's OK. Um, yeah. Combination of so many things is, is why I am where I am today. Uh, I'm very proud of it at the same time. I'm, uh, um, I suppose there's a bit of luck involved as well because I was lucky that my wife heard that lady speaking that day on the radio, for example. So, so it inspired me to 
I got the idea for um, Mind, Body and Mountains. Basically, I was on, online one day on Facebook and I seen a group and they're based in the UK and they're called yeah. Mountains for the Mind. And their idea is very similar. Obviously, obviously they're, they're much bigger. They're a product of Trail Magazine, if I'm not mistaken. And they, they do something similar. They, you know, they go out on the mountains. The, the guy puts up videos. They have events. So they have they organize walking events. They organize running events in the mountains in, in the UK. Um, and I thought to myself, that would be brilliant in Ireland. That's a great idea. That's something that we need badly. Because um, I think, I think um, you know, it, when I say I need, we, we need badly, that could come across any spectrum of any event in Ireland, whether it be through football, whether it be through work, whether it be through mountain running in this case. I thought things like this are needed because it's, it's kind of inviting people who may be struggling, who may be sitting at home, they, they don't know, they're struggling to get out and exercise and stuff like that. And I thought this might be a gentle way of, you know, showing people, first of all, and maybe from that they might actually jump on and go, God, I might try that. Am I yeah. going on the walks? You I'm know, sure there's, there's so many people, I'd say, struggling all around the country at the moment, Stephen, and maybe not listeners that are listening in now, but maybe family members or friends. So if any listeners are listening, they might identify this these type of problems with their friends and family, if not them at the moment. And as the OCD was getting worse, Stephen, were, were you still playing football at that time or had you started your, your mountain running career by then? Or when, when did you realise that, that trail running and mountain running could actually be a massive part of the, of the solution for this, of the healing for this? Yeah, no, 100%. Um, so I always knew um, exercise was going to be a big part of my recovery. Um, yeah. And that actually came from it came from me just knowing that, you know, because I'd, I'd dealt with anxiety issues before I got OCD over the years. So I knew and I, I knew from just simply, you know, reading up and, and doing a bit of, um, so, you know, diving into what, what helps somebody who struggles with mental health. And exercise is one of the first things that always pops up. So I was running on, um, I was doing, I had started back running um, only in the summer, actually, of 2018, if I'm not mistaken, or maybe it was about a year before that. I had a lot of back trouble over the years. So with a, I have a brilliant physio and I was able to start running again. And yeah. from that, you know, I, I, I was really enjoying it. But it, I do find the roads a little bit boring, if I'm being honest. Yeah. Um, have you done the, the Dublin City Marathon yet, Steve? Or have you done any of the big road races? I did the marathon last year. Yeah, yeah. Ah, brilliant. You, you got to do it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You have to do it, don't you? Especially being a proud dub. It's important to do yeah, the Dublin yeah. Marathon. Oh, yeah. And it's tough. I tell you, it's tough. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. It's all part of getting you where you are because because you learn so much from it, like you know. Um, so yeah, no, I've done that. That's that's ticked off my list all now. But I definitely, I definitely try and do it again. Yeah. But um, so yeah, um, so running, I started back running, and I basically spotted uh, a couple of uh, mountain running clubs on Facebook one day, and I said, "Geez, I'd like to try that." Because even when I was younger, me and my mates used to go like uh, hiking, going camping, hustling, that kind of thing. I had a bit of a I like, enjoyed the mountains even when I was younger. So I spotted this and I thought, that's that's a great thing to do. And I just got in touch with the lads. Uh, invite them. They they do Saturday mornings, they do Wednesday evenings. And I went up one Saturday morning uh, with my intention of doing a 4K. And a friend of mine was up there and he said to me, no, no, you're doing the 7K. I went, All right, OK. And uh, to be honest with you, Owen, I fell in love. I really did. I just, Afterwards, although I was absolutely wrecked and my legs and my calves were screaming at me, um, 
I loved it. And I went home to my wife that day. I'd done a 7K. I struggled because, you know, as you know, running up a mountain is very different than running on yeah. the flat, as we know, right? Yeah. And I said to my wife, that was unbelievable. That was amazing. The peace and quiet, the the, the trees, the, 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 even the wildlife that you see up there, what that does for you mentally is just unbelievable. Like, you know. Um, and did, did you find, Stephen, that when you were going through the dark days, like you come across now as, you know, a very confident fella, a, a lovely chatty guy, and your videos, as I said, are very funny as well. But was your confidence knocked? Did, did, did you go within yourself at all in those dark moments in, in OCD? And then did the running maybe and, and sport and support of your wife and family, did that help bring that back? Or how were you during those, those dark moments? Yeah. Uh, yeah, it, during the dark moments, I was in an awful place, an awful place, being honest. Um, yeah. it, trying to figure it out um, was, was very hard. So in, in the really dark moments, um, my confidence went from being a very, very confident person in every aspect of my life to yeah. literally having none. And that's, that's, that it, it, it sounds extreme because it was. Um, it affected me really bad in my work life. It affected me really bad um, in my home and uh, domestic life. Um, I didn't want to exercise at times. Um, I was a shell of a person. I, OCD affects you in so many different ways. One of the ways with me was I was afraid to have conversations with people because I was afraid I might offend somebody. Even though that's not even near the personality that I have, that's yeah. what OCD does. Every, it makes you analyze every single word you've said in a conversation after the conversation. And that's a common theme. I've gone to OCD group meetings and stuff like that. And that's a common theme you hear from a lot of people. I know they avoid when they're in their worst, um, at their worst with the OCD, they would avoid conversations for fear of offending somebody. And that's, wow. it, it sounds very extreme and it sounds very, because it is, it's, it's OCD catastrophizes everything. So yeah. therefore, yeah, to answer that for you, hundred percent. I, I was. And how long? How long were you trapped like that, Stephen? Um, did that last for or even years. longer? Yeah, years. Three. Yeah. I'd say easily at at the worst, it was about three years. Yeah, easily. Yeah, um, easily three years, and uh, slowly but surely, I've come out of that now. Thank God. Brilliant. Yeah. So trail running. How it helped was. there's so many different reasons starting it first of all and seeing that I absolutely loved it the the community uh, the guys who run it I mean they were just amazing from day one it was so relaxed there was no pressure it was very helpful I remember on my very first run one of the guys running up beside me Lar he said you just find your own pace great to have you up don't worry about anybody else Um, this will take time to to you know, to, to move on maybe to bigger distances, but that's okay. And little things like that, I never forgot from the very first day. And the whole, it was always very friendly. Everybody was very helpful. And that really helped. It helped me confidence because it was a, it was a social thing. And I was avoiding social situations. So getting back to the mountains with this community actually brought me back out a little bit. Um, and, and for that, I was forever grateful, like forever grateful, you know. And it's very different to the football, Stephen, isn't it? I mean, like yourself, I played Leinster Senior League for, for mm. a long, long time. And as much as I loved football and, you know, loved my team, Verona, um, 
it's very different, isn't it? There's a very different atmosphere to a running club or a running team yeah, and, and running together long miles and long kilometers. There's a different camaraderie there, isn't there? there, there there's not the drink culture, which was certainly yeah. part of, of football back in the 90s and early 2000s when I was there, that you'd be straight up to the pub afterwards and what have you. Yeah. Um, it's a lot more spiritual, healthier. Uh, it, it, it's a great experience on a Saturday and Sunday morning, isn't it? Being out in the fresh air up the mountains. And I think that the club that you're talking about, Stephen, it's the Irish Mountain Trail Runners Club, isn't it? That's them, um, yeah. 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 Um, yeah, a completely different atmosphere. I couldn't agree more. Um, it's more, and I love my football days like yourself, absolutely love them. But this, yeah. this is different. It's just so different. And and it's amazing the conversations you have with people just running around as well. I mean, I, I'm kind of open about my story and people have then been open with me about theirs, you know, and, and, and that's, that's lovely. When you have that, when, you, when, you're, when people feel comfortable to talk to you, I, 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 I actually really enjoy that. And that's just, you know, I've been, say, running on a trail and either caught up with somebody or most times uh, people are catching up with me, <laughs> to be honest, but... Uh, they catch up and then we just start talking and uh, you know, people can find a lot of comfort in that. And they're, they're not only, are they, as you say, are they running in the mountains and getting their exercise in for the day and setting themselves up for the weekend. They're getting to stuff off their chest as well. You know, yeah, it's, it's nearly like a counseling session, isn't it? For everybody as you're, as you're running along, just getting problems off your chest, which yeah. again, you, you wouldn't have gotten the football field as you're trying to whatever score a goal or stop a goal going in and you're yeah. battling away for 90 minutes. This That's is it. a night chilled and relaxed and just having a chat. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. hundred percent. So yeah, yeah. That, that, the, the club, I, you mentioned the club and, I have so much, so much good uh, stuff to say about them. You know, just just a really good club, and they're, um, as I say, very welcoming, um, very, very, very active. You know, even when we're when we're not running, they're, they're giving us advice. They coach us. Um, no, they're, they're just brilliant. They're just a great, great bunch of people, and you know, and they've been very, very supportive of me as well since I started this. Um, it didn't like when when I brought up the idea. Um, Lar Heffernan, who's one of our coaches in the club, and it just a, a really nice guy. He was immediately onto me. Like, I mean, immediately onto me. Steve, I'm going to support you with this, you know, and things like that. And then from that, then uh, one of the girls, Amy Martin, joined. And then I've another lad helping me, a good pal of mine, uh, Andrew Sullivan. So, and I mean, it was immediate. I, I didn't have to ask. I wasn't going to ask because I was kind of going, I'll do it. I'll do this idea myself. But they just offered it and I went, great. And I've got a bit of help with, with running it and stuff like that. And we've all put our heads together for ideas. In fact, Amy was the one who came up with the name. Yeah. You know, so it's a great name. It's a great name. And, and I'm sure you found Facebook and Instagram great for promoting it, Stephen, as well. It doesn't cost you anything. It reaches so many people. And in today's modern world, while, you know, they they have their flaws, Facebook and Instagram and social media, they can be great for for spreading positive messages as well and for creating a little bit of community or that certainly to help people get together. Yeah, hundred percent. On like that's, I, I look on Facebook and Instagram very similar to that. As in, they can be bad, and some of the stuff on it, as we know, can be negative. But the important thing is how we, as an individual, use it. And I'm using it in this way. Sorry, we as a group. Sorry, my body amounts. We're using it this way to promote positivity. So, I mean, yeah, there's so many bad things people say. But then, if you look at it simpler and go, well, what can I do? 
what can I do on it to, to make that okay? And as I say, promoting something like this has been has been a joy and I've got really good reactions to it from friends from and from people I don't know, you know, um, some, and people have got on to me and just said, oh, thanks, thanks for doing this. This is really good. And one of the messages that's very consistent and, and, I'm, and I think it's going to be great for when we do the events is that, um, you know, one of my work colleagues actually said to me there going back just around Christmas time, she kind of put a message on one of the feeds on one of the videos I put up and she was just kind of saying, oh my God, just looking at these videos and pictures makes me want to go up there. Brilliant, yeah. That alone is, that. I'm going, excellent. That's what I wanted. That's what I want to hear. That's what I want to see. And that's that's the idea. And, you know, I'm, I know when the events have now start and we'd start doing our, our walks and all that, you know, people will come up. It'll, it'll be great, you know. Yeah. And you mentioned in one of the videos, Stephen, as well, that I think that you're 46 now. Um, yeah. Am I right there, 46? But you yeah. feel like that you're getting younger and um, that the running is playing a massive role in that. But because you're going training, because you're meeting up with all the guys and running every weekend, you're subsequently like a domino effect, making a better effort with your diet. So again, I'd love to just ask, just from a normal runner's point of view, and without a fancy diet for trying to make a world championship team or whatever it might be, or to try and win an ultra race, just for you as a normal runner, Stephen, like what what have you done in the last two years diet-wise that is making you feel like you know you're getting younger instead of getting older? Yeah. Yeah, no, that, that's that, that's a that's a very good uh, very good question, and, and thanks for noticing that. That's that's really good because that was a big um, that was a big change I, I felt I had to make, right? So yeah, I mentioned in that video, yeah, that uh, you know, and it was actually me and Lara were having a chat one day. Lara's forty seven, I'm forty six, and we were both having a chat after one of our runs up in Crewe, and and uh, I said, he said, how'd you get on? He goes, yeah, you look like you were strong in the run. I said, yeah, I said. He said, I actually feel fitter this year than I did last year, and I'm a year older. And we were obviously having a bit of a laugh and a joke about that. He said, yeah, yeah, I'm the same, I'm the same. So then it got us talking about, um, about, about you know, first of all, about consistency. I mentioned in the video as well. And it's true, true I suppose, running, getting back running and getting into trail running. I've, I've noticed through, I suppose, talking to the right people and getting good advice, that consistency, first of all, has really helped fitness consistently running you know you know having breaks every now and then when needed of course but consistency has been a big part of that get fit the whole thing of feeling fitter a year on yeah. but diet as well and I, I this year was the first time i probably ever i really looked a bit more serious for the level i'm at about my diet because i was doing all this running on but i wasn't really shifting anyway i was kind of staying the same and it was definitely i felt slowing me down a little bit yeah. So I looked into diet for long distance runners, trail runners, that kind of thing. And what I came across consistently was um, about snacking. That snacking and your, your, I suppose, you call it identity with food or your relationship with food is very important. And I realized I was snacking way too much. And when I was snacking, I was snacking on all the right things. And I used to have a thing that I, I, I'm, I'm not going to ever feel hungry and I'd sometimes I'd eat so I wouldn't get hungry so I'd snack on a bar or something like that even even if it was only a protein bar yeah and I read it read a little bit of research myself and I realized this could be a lot down to snacking so I simply cut out cut out completely snacking and what mm-hmm. I did was if every now and then during a seven day period if I really was hungry and I really needed a snack I would take it but my choice of snack became healthier 
And combining that with just a sensible breakfast, a sensible lunch and a sensible dinner, that's what's really helped me. It's, it's, and I really think it's been quite easy, if I'm being honest. Yeah, um, it's not rocket science, is it or not? It's just cutting out all the junk. Yeah, now, I, I absolutely yeah. have one maybe cheat day on, on a Saturday night as you're watching The Voice or Strictly Come <laughs> Dancing or whatever it might be <laughs> on a Saturday evening. Um, absolutely, you know, enjoy your curry and a bit of chocolate and a few cakes or what have you. But during yeah. the week, if you can try and keep it relatively good, healthy vegetables, meat, fish, um, all the good stuff that nature gives us and cut out all the packaged stuff, it makes yeah. a massive difference, doesn't it? And not only physically, but mentally, it can yeah. give you a boost as well. 100%, yeah. And, and I tell you, one of the biggest benefits I've got from it as well, um, I, would have so, I would have had a lot of, like, like a lot of people, digestive problems and bloating and stuff like that. And because yeah. of course, when I'm snacking, that has, it has literally gone from maybe 90% down to about 30, an odd time a week, I might feel it. And I was like, oh, my God. And so and I kind of realized my relationship with food actually wasn't great. I, mean, I had good ideas and I wanted it. I, I, I ate quite healthy, you know, as I thought. And I wouldn't have many takeaways. But all the snacking was, was definitely holding me back, you know. Um, another thing I also looked into as well that I think has helped is uh, what to take after to recover. Because I felt I was getting very tired the more runs I was doing as well. And yeah. a couple of simple things. And one of them was... Um, uh, the amino acid replacement drink drinks uh, I, I, I started taking then and I found they've been just unbelievable. I'm recovering much quicker uh, using them as well. Um, so that's been, a, that's been just something that's really helped too, yeah. Yeah, I know a great tip that I got from Nicola Duncan there a couple of weeks ago, Stephen, was Nicola was on the show a while back. She's based in Scotland and she's a fabulous, fabulous ultra runner. And she, and she was saying that a small change that she's made to her diet while she's training and racing over the last year or two is that she's brought more and more carbohydrate drinks with her for her runs. That right. before she wouldn't have hardly taken anything on her long four or five hour runs, even shorter but now she would, and she just finds that she recovers a lot quicker because she's not just going into her reserves on those long runs, that she's keeping her carbohydrate levels topped up throughout those three or four hours, and therefore she recovers a lot quicker as well. And very simple stuff like just your, your standard kind of energy gel or carbohydrate drink. So, you know, when you're going up the mountain on a Saturday or Sunday, not to be afraid that you're going to bunk, just have a little gel bar with you or, or a decent, well-produced energy bar, whatever it might be not not the cheapest stuff something good and that keeps you going doesn't it it does 100 yeah and and that's that's again that's the when do me a bit of research i was reading that about the advice it's, it's a carbohydrate uh type snack or drink that's good during the runs so yeah that that's a big help um uh, and i've introduced that as well that's that's very good advice you gave that's very good yeah. advice and see i want to ask as well just have you had any setbacks or any relapses since you started running? Because running is great, as we know, when, when we're injury-free and when we have a, an objective or a goal of a race. But at the moment, we don't have a, any races, really. Yeah. And God forbid we get an injury. Yeah. And all of a sudden, our, our happy medicine, our endorphins, our great stress buster every day isn't there anymore. Like, have you had any little niggles or injury yourself since you started? And if you did, how have you coped with that? Because 
that can be problematic for for people at times even i know myself if i ever pick up a niggle oh i'm raging because i know that's my happy medicine gone yeah 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 no i i i, I actually love that question because um I, do, I find even when i played football as well people cope with injury very differently so when i played football i i would have coped with it very bad i used to get really annoyed and I'd be so down because I be, wouldn't be playing me football and I'd get frustrated. But then as I got older, um, and especially since I started back uh, the, the trail running and, and little injuries came along, I've just learned to be like, there's nothing you can do. So I have had a couple, I actually had three setbacks at the start of this year. And I know we have, you know, it's, it was more uh, getting back training after the Christmas period. So I had three little niggles. I had an ankle problem. I had a, 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 a hip problem and then I had a back problem and I was like oh my god they just kind of came all together but so when I get injured now okay initially I'm you're like all of us you're like oh can't believe it I just I was just in the middle of a training plan or I'm just training for this race and initially I have a moment of okay I get annoyed but very quickly I turn it around to go right there's nothing I can do this is life don't take it personally you know, that kind of way, anyone can get injured. And that's my outlook on it. And I go, okay, then I switch into the mode of what can I do now to help um, improve this, help recover. Um, and that's kind of, that's my outlook on it, which I think is really, really good. I think it's really, really healthy. I, um, for example, so my first part of the call is, do I need to contact my physio? Yes or no? What do I think? And if I do, if I, if I even if I'm 50-50 on that, I will contact him. And then he'll either say, yeah, come in to me. Let's look at this. Or I tell you, do these exercises, um, do this rolling, say, you know, foam rolling, rolling on a ball, that kind of thing. Yeah. So it, it's more, you know, I, 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 I'd like to think, no, I, I do not, I like to think I, I, I do deal with it very well now, but that's been a learning curve. That's been a learning curve um, because it's, uh, I think, it's, I, I don't know, my own personal opinion is you get older, you get wiser and you kind of go, you learn that these, these things happen. Um, oh, and I know like in the past when I would have got injured, I, I would have been of the, of the mentality of, okay, now I need to go to the gym and cross train my ass off for the next six weeks so that, yeah. that I don't lose any fitness. But th- that can be detrimental as well, Stephen, because yeah. you're not giving your, your body a chance to rest, to heal. You can often have then negative domino effects of your cross training because it's not the same muscle groups as you're running. But what I've learned now is that just because you're injured, first of all, it doesn't need that you, it doesn't mean that you're on the couch watching TV for two weeks and that's it. You know, as you were saying, you can do other stuff to help heal. You can do other strength work at home, work on weak points, maybe some core work or whatever. And what I actually find great now, Stephen, is that instead of, say, going to the swimming pool or getting on a bike, what helps me now with a lot of injuries is I just actually walk. And yeah. walking is great because you, you, you get outside, you know, you can still listen to your podcast or whatever you might do when you're running. You're giving your body a break from the hard impact of running you're keeping your blood circulating, you're keeping all those healing um, avenues open as you're walking and still getting your endorphine hit. And that's what I find works really well for me now. Um, so a nice little tip maybe that not to, not to stress that there's always something that you can yeah. do, isn't there? There is, absolutely. Like I have a spin bike. Oh, actually, I really admire that what you do. Just, just as you say, just getting out and walking. I mean, yeah, that's, I think, yeah, I suppose when we're training, 
it can be a, it can be hard for some people to go from say the intense training that they're doing to suddenly okay I can walk but it's little tips like that that you give and and, I, and hopefully tips that I give too that will help people and it is it's it's so simple you can still get out and walk and as you say it's getting out in nature you're getting out in the fresh air um yeah and and there is plenty you can do like I, I have a spin bike for example and my physio told me so uh, when I had the, I'm trying to remember, oh yeah, the, the tight, tightness in the hip it was, that injury. So he said to me, he gave me exercises, he gave me some rolling to do, etc. And he said, you can get on your spin bike for the next few days just till you come back to me. Yeah. I was like, brilliant, I can do something, great. You know, so you turn the negative into a positive, don't you? Yeah, absolutely. Um, Stephen, what are your plans for the future? Now, I know we're a bit limited, of course, given the current environment that we're all in. But yeah. for example, do you have any races that you'd love to participate in, whether it's at home in Ireland or abroad, or, or even say, what are the plans for, for mind, body and mountains? Okay. Yeah. So for, personally, my own plans, I'd signed up to a lot of races last year. Uh, the Morris Mullins was one. Right, um, yeah. uh, there was a couple of others. Seven Sister Skyline was another there was a couple. There was a couple there in the plan that uh, that I obviously did, did didn't get to do, um, and like most of us in the club, we had all signed up to a couple of different individual races. So this, so my plan is to I I I have no problem training, just because there's no races on. I, I just love getting out, and I'll always do that. So I'm trying to keep myself going. Um, I have signed up actually to do the Seven Sisters Skyline for this year. The date of that actually got pushed out to August because of COVID. Um, and that's in the plan at the moment if it goes ahead in August. Um, and after that, I think I think the whole community is kind of waiting now till they all open back up eventually. And none of us obviously know when that is. But any anything, um, yeah, the likes of the Seven Sisters Skyline, the likes of the Morris Mullins. Um, I do like, you know, the, the idea of doing one of the adventure races, which is, you know, a kayak running cycle and stuff like that. All that will be in the pipeline for me. I'm very relaxed about it, as in, I, 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 as they come along and as we start getting going again and, and these things become available, I'll just look and go, okay, so when have I got free time? Does that one suit me time-wise? So that would be my own plan, just to just to do a few races that I really uh, really catch me attention. Yeah. Um, mind, body and mountains, Stephen? Yeah, mind, body and mountains, it's to you know continue promoting what we do uh, online and then, you know, I suppose... You know, post the, you know, the restrictions obviously now are at level five. Yeah. It looks like they're going to be extended now by another month, right? So if they get down to a level, a consistent level where they're staying low and we can meet, say, in our groups of 15 and stuff like that, then I, will, I would get something going within that. So we'd start organizing events for, say, up to, uh, up to 15 people, uh, walking uh, walking and talking is kind of what we're actually got, taking a call now. And then I'll do some running ones as well. And I'll, we have so many routes that we can do up around Crewwood and up around the Hellfire as well. And um, that we'll have we'll have a lot of variety for people to, w- when they come along. And the whole idea is that, look, come and, come and join us. It's a bit of fun. It'll be nice and relaxed. And, and we, we just hope to help people. Uh, and that's the plan with that. Uh, post COVID, please God, um, we'd you know make it that you know we can we can manage more people on the walks and runs. So that'd be our that'd be our plans right now. 
Yeah, and of course you have great local trails in, in all the local parks as well. I saw in one of your, of your videos that you discovered the local trail of about five metres long in your local yeah. park there recently, didn't you? I did, yeah. I was very proud. Uh, yeah, I, did, I posted a video to the to the, to the, um, <laughs> to the WhatsApp running group as well, and they loved it. Like, you know, uh, one of the lads actually said, no, de- that's, that's dedication for you. <laughs> where there's a will there's a way you know uh, i'm a big fan of the phoenix park and uh, there's plenty of hills to keep you going in the phoenix park until you can get back down to the dublin and wicklow wicklow mountains um but i, I thought we just maybe end the interview today on a really lovely initiative that you started there i think a couple of weeks ago as well called the random acts of kindness and tell us about that yeah so i actually um yeah. It, it just came about, it came about to me quite naturally, if I'm being honest. Um, and I was actually talking to a work colleague and we we, is, we we kind of were both talking about, you know, the, the I suppose the situation in the world at the moment, the way people are struggling and you can, you can see it on your doorstep and that kind of thing. And random acts of kindness is something that I've seen online before. Um, I actually seen it this morning in another running group, actually, that is... Um, that was on, I think it was on Instagram, I was looking at it. It just came to our mind and, you know, that saying there's not enough of that in the world, right? There, there is a lot of it, but we introduce something like this on, on kind of on a local level. So whether it's in your workplace, whether it's, you know, with friends, whether it's just making a cup of tea for your, for your partner or something like that. So it made me, it got me thinking, because I'm, I'm always thinking of ideas for the page. It got me thinking, why not put something out there to suggest to people to do random acts of kindness and especially in the times we're in now and me thinking on it was right that it gives people a different focus so right now you might be for example going to work coming home doing homeschooling and living a very basic life and in many ways that that can be very nice as well but then there's people who maybe have lost their jobs who are not working who are struggling right now and you know whoever the idea was that it gives some people, if they choose to get on board with it and give it a go, it's a small bit different focus for the day that can boost their, how they feel and it can boost how somebody else's feel. And it just shows the kindness that can be there and that we can do, and just especially in these times. And um, your, your work makes um, got a couple of free bars of chocolate off you, I think, didn't they? And they were delighted with that. It made their day. <laughs> It did, yeah. I, I, yeah. The, the vending machine was um, their best customer there last week. So, uh, yeah, they, they were delighted. Yeah, um, as I say, one of the lads came out to me and he said to me, uh, he was, he goes, "Jeez, t- thanks for that bar. Thanks for that bar, Steve. It really, really made me, it really perked me up." And I was delighted. I went, "Well, that's yeah. the idea. That's the idea, you know." Um, and it is, it is just, a, just a random act of kindness. I was out on a walk. Sorry, I was out in a room today, and I seen, um, and I'm going to put it up on the page later on. Somebody had put say coke and seven up bottles right were a hole through either side they put bird seed in them and then a stick of some sort then attached so that the birds can land on the stick and eat the bird seed so that to me is a random act of kindness and yeah. i was looking it's so simple like you know um and i think they're the kind of things that that i suppose try notice them try and see um i think there can be a lot of negativity unfortunately in the, in the world we live in and that was me thinking as well, is to raise a bit of awareness about the good that can be done by people, you know. 
Brilliant. Well, listen, Stephen, it's it's a superb project and it's a great initiative and it's a great example of the spirit of community that's in mountain and trail running in Ireland. So um, we all say well done to you, Stephen, and best best of luck with the project. And, and I'm really looking forward to when restrictions are eased back and, you know, I can we can all see the group really grow and flourish and, and help even more and more people. And, you know, it's very easy to find on Facebook and Instagram. Mind, Body and Mountains is, is the name of it. Stephen Moran is the name. So do look him up, everybody that's listening in a big shout out Stephen as well to the Irish Mountain Trail Winners Club and who was the football team that you played for Stephen in case any of them are listening in we'll give them a shout out as well oh definitely yeah so I played a couple of clubs um, Temple Oak United it was mainly my senior football and yeah. uh, before that I was with uh, Rangers in Bushy Park for a lot of schoolboy football and then it started me kind of senior football as well um, and Fearhouse Celtic as well deserve a mention yeah, all good teams. I'm sure we might have even played against each other, Stephen, back in the day in the old Leinster Senior League. <laughs> probably did. Probably did. Yeah, probably, probably, yeah. we were probably involved in a 50 50 tackle or something like that, you know? Yeah, yeah. I wonder <laughs> who would have came out on top. You, you know, that you sound like a tough competitor. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, you know, I'll, give, I'll give you that one. <laughs> Well, listen, Stephen, it's been an absolute pleasure. And um, thanks for a million for, for getting in touch um, a couple of weeks ago to let us know about your group. And we wish you the very, very best of luck with the project. Thanks very much, John. Thanks for having me on. It's been an absolute pleasure talking to you. And I really appreciate you taking the time out to, to, I suppose, give me this opportunity to have a chat with you. Thanks very much. A real pleasure, Stephen. Take care. Talk to you soon. hope you enjoyed the chat with Stephen everyone and I must admit that this afternoon I ended up buying someone I know a bar of chocolate too and someone that might not necessarily be someone who would be top of my list for giving chocolate to if you catch my drift but it was a good deed and hopefully it added a bit of a smile and a bit of positivity to the day so thanks Stephen for the tip and good luck with the project indeed and before we go guys as we were saying at the top of the show one of our aims this year is to involve the listeners as much as possible so with this in mind we'd love to hear about any special training that you're doing at the moment between podcasts with our new podium run listener feature for the trail running Ireland podcast if you smashed it rate it gold and send us a brief description and photo if you can and we'll read it out on air and share on social media on our trail running Ireland Facebook and Instagram page if it went really well but you think that there's still a few things that can be improved rate it silver and if you're on the right track it's a good run and you're looking forward to going even better next time rated bronze that's all just the guidance of course you know yourself what merits a gold silver or bronze run we're dying to hear from you and looking forward to hear how ireland's trail and mountain runners are doing you can direct message us or tell us about it in the comment section on our social media if you can and a final reminder guys of our new patreon page to support the show patreon.com forward stroke and trail running ireland podcast we will never put up paywalls for our content our aim is to grow the sport of trail and mountain running in ireland in a fun and free way for our listeners and with this patreon page we simply ask that if you would like to make a contribution to the show to help cover costs and a small recognition for the hours put into to produce the show we will be very grateful indeed and we will continue to do our best to produce great content for you 
thanks for your support of the show guys thanks for listening in good luck with your training over the next week or so and until next time get your running gear on let's go